Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm super excited to bring on the show. She is a career and money breakthrough coach. And if you're thinking, what the heck does that mean? It means a lot. And so she's going to be sharing with us today all about money and business and can your business only grow as much as you're willing to grow? So that's the question that I really want you to think deep and hard. So this will be like a deep discussion. And I'm sure even if you're a new business owner, you're going to reach a, a point where you're going to want to grow. And then for those of us who've been around for one or two decades, we're always looking to grow, at least I am, growing in the right direction it doesn't necessarily mean more clients or more things on my to-do list, but it's growing, doing the right things. And so I'm so excited to bring on Barb Garrison. Thank you so much for being here today, Barb. Oh, thanks, Angela. It's great to be here. I'm excited for our conversation. I'm very passionate about working with uh, women entrepreneurs around these topics. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in. Yeah, and I know that you really are an expert when it comes to talking with creative entrepreneurs and many of us on here, myself included, <laughs> we are all creative entrepreneurs. And technically, like I really used to suck at business and numbers, but I've really learned to have a passion for it as well. And so before we jump into all of this good stuff that you have today to share with us, take us back a little bit. I want to know like, where did you grow up and what was your background and how did you come to the point of like, okay, I'm going to be a career and a money breakthrough coach, which I love that by the way. Like, <laughs> how have you gotten to where you are today? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GST leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's episode is being brought to you by 99designs. 99designs is the global creative platform that makes it super easy for designers and clients to work together to create designs they absolutely love. You can get creative concepts from a multitude of talented designers. You get matched with the perfect designer to help you bring your idea to life from start to finish. From logos to packaging, apps to books, 99designs is a faster, simple, and affordable way to find and work with creative talent. You can save $10 today on your first design by visiting bit.ly slash AP99designs. Give it a try. Okay, well, I grew up in Los Angeles. I'm actually a little bit of a freak of nature. I'm a double second generation Angelino, which means yeah. both my parents were born and raised there. Um, I actually don't live there anymore. I escaped to beautiful Colorado because I needed some more elbow room and mountain views. My husband and I moved here seven years ago. We, it was part of my grand plan when I built this business that I wanted to ultimately do it from anywhere. So I still love of LA. It's where my heart is in many ways. But you know, I sort of traded in the, the, the glamour and the red carpets for dirty hiking boots, but at least they're purple. 
beach at all though? <laughs> you know, I, I do a little bit. I, you know, certainly I, I do miss it, but I was never like a big beach goer and I'm not like a surfer or a boater. Um, but you know, it's funny. I actually am near water here even more because I love oh. doing trail walks and I walk on creeks and rivers and ponds and lakes and I do that a lot. And the mountains just do it for me. I'm, I'm kind of an earth girl. So gotcha. um, I just love it. The big sky that I've become like a total nerd for uh, seasons. Oh, <laughs> you that's know, amazing. California, we don't have a lot of seasons. So right. now I'm just a nerd for it. And I love it. The, the clouds, the sky, the weather, the crazy lightning, like all the stuff that I never <laughs> experienced before. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so in terms of, you know, my background professionally, I mean, I will tell you, I was kind of an entrepreneur since I was about five, <laughs> a creative oh my entrepreneur. Gosh. <laughs> I've always been super creative and, you know, most uh, little girls, they, they play house when they're young or maybe they, they play with their dolls and they have their wedding or they teach school. I was always, you know, setting up a business and all my stuffed animals were my customers. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love, was your pay? were you did you grow up around that like were your parents entrepreneurs did did that later they were they weren't when I was super young but later they were entrepreneurs so I was okay. really exposed to that um I think that you know for me a lot of it was about the opportunity to be creative and by the way not just in the like literal creative way, meaning, you know, physically creative or artistically creative, but also in terms of creating, you know, creating a business. This is actually the second business that I've created. And um, I've been doing uh, this work as a coach for 14 years. Um, and I actually had a, a more traditional creative business years ago um, with a, a partner. And we had a gift company. And um, it was it was very, very creative. And it was really just adjacent to the event business, because a lot of what we did was for the entertainment industry. Yeah. And um, we did a lot of custom gifts, a lot of, you know, custom decor, we did some centerpiece things really unique, really different, and um, very, very customized and very, very personalized. And my my business background is in marketing. And so one of the things I used to say is that we provided marketing disguised as gifts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that was, that was way back when I've, I've been, I was in a marketing career uh, on the corporate side. I started in the advertising agency business, worked my way up through there, ultimately became the director of marketing uh, in a large company in Los Angeles and had an opportunity to do a lot of creative things there and ultimately got just really burnt out, really burnt out. It was a fabulous job in many ways, but there was a point that I hit where I was just ready for something different. I was working six and seven days days a week. And I felt my, like my soul was just leaking out of me little by little. And yeah. um, I kind of got off the crazy train and reinvented myself. And so that's very much what I help my clients do now. Um, I'm sort of the coach I desperately needed 15 years ago that didn't really exist. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I, when COVID first started, I never set out to, in my service lines to like help people with analytics or their numbers or like Facebook ads or ROI on Instagram ads and all that. But it's like, it's so funny you say that because that's what I needed like three or four years ago when I was bleeding and hemorrhaging money to consultants who were screwing me. And like, they were not teaching me what I needed to know to be smart about spending my money online because we were trying to grow an online business. And so now when COVID happened and people needed e-commerce and they didn't have their analytics set up and they had a marketing agency and they thought that they were doing those things, but they didn't understand what they were paying for. And so now it's like, I have found myself helping all these business owners that are in this entrepreneur organization that I'm in. And the whole reason that I'm so passionate about it and like, I'm like, sit your butt down and let me show you <laughs> what you need to know <laughs> is because I needed that like four or five yes. years ago. Yes. And no, I learned the hard way and I wasted so much money. And so, yeah, I totally, totally see that. It's like, you never really sign up for, I didn't sign up for that, but I'm like, this is what people need right now. And this is what is helping them be smart about making 
about spending their money online, basically. So I have a, a um, off the wall question. How did you come up with your business company name, Internal <laughs> Groove? Because I love it. It sounds like a, a fun dance song. Like I'm going to go Internal Groove. <laughs> I love that you asked me that question. You know, I do interviews all the time and no one's ever asked me that question. I want to know. It, it is a good story. So when I started my business, I was brainstorming just every name in the book. I probably wrote down like 400 names and each day I would like add 10 more to the list. And at dinner time, I would review kind of the day's top 10 with my husband. And, you know, I'd be like, well, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And he'd look at me and be like, well, yeah, that's interesting. And this is interesting. And then he said, what about that thing you always say? You know, that thing you always say, like they have their own internal groove. And I was like, I jumped up from the table and I said, oh my God, that's it. This is something I've said since I was a teenager. Uh -huh. It's something I've always admired about people. And it's not necessarily about you know, rhythm or being musical, but you can tell when you meet someone that they live their own internal groove. And, you know, it's sort of like that spark that shows from the inside. And it's not about any one thing, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, certain types of success or a resume. It's just, there's like an internal spark and it just feels like they are in their own internal groove. And that looks different for lots of people. And so it just, the minute he said it, I was like, that's it. And I, I, I dove in head first and I have never regretted using that name because it's something I've said for so long. I love it. It was it right is, under my nose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's so crazy how we overcomplicate things as business owners and it's like right there. Like, yes. On, and before we started recording, we were chatting about GSD and what is it and how we, and it's something that I have said for a very long time, like, I like to be fun about it, but it's like when we're setting up for an event or we have a 10, 10 hour strategy day with a client, it's like, all right, who's ready to GSD? And it's like, it's not like, oh, we've got a 10 hour meeting. It's like, all right, let's get fired up for GSD. And everybody knows like, we're going to get shit done today. And we're going to have fun. Yes. So, but yeah, I, I love that whole, I'm like, Ooh, what's internal groove. It makes me want to dance. It makes yes. me happy. That's the point. And you know what, Angela, I'm so glad to hear that you say that about GSD because business can be hard. I mean, listen, business yeah. is not for the faint of heart. Being an entrepreneur is not the easy path. But I think it can be really, really fun as long as we allow it to be fun because we can really ourselves suck the fun out of the room without even realizing it. And so I think it's a really important intention as entrepreneurs and especially as we lead teams and, um, you know, reflect that to clients. Like we, we have to make it fun. And, you know, yeah, sometimes business is challenging, but even those challenges can be fun when we laugh and and we enjoy the other people we do it with and, and we connect human to human. It, it's got to be that way. Yeah, it's so, so important. And it is like, how did you really discover that, okay, I'm going to sign up for the entrepreneurship? Like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and start this journey and I'm going to set out on a self discovery hike this morning. <laughs> like how, how did it happen? Cause I know everybody has a story mm -hmm. and like there's so many opportunities that lie within all of these like core life lessons. So what are some of those lessons that you've learned? And since you live in Colorado and you love to hike, you probably, I'm just assuming you might be on these like nature hikes and it like, you're like, ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh, that's it. But <laughs> does, does that exist? Like, is that real? <laughs> well, let me back up a little and first okay. tell you that I, I think in my head, I, I always thought I was an entrepreneur. You know, one of the things that I say is that there's a bone in our body that I call mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial bone. And one of the things that's important is we take an x-ray for the entrepreneurial bone. And what I mean by that is you either have the bone or you don't have it. And it doesn't mean uh, it's good or bad. It's just, do you have it or do you not have it? And I find that many people who have it either deny that they have it, and then they keep trying to get regular jobs that they feel miserable in, or they do know they have it, but out of fear, they, um, you know, they sort of cling to what they think is a more traditional job. And and, you know, I find that counting on myself and trusting myself is the most secure job I've ever had as an entrepreneur. Amen. Yes. 
You know, it's like at any moment, somebody else can give you a pink slip, but why not be in charge of your own destiny? So I think that I've, I've sort of always intuitively known that it wasn't like a ding ding moment. It was more like, I, I somehow I just grew up with that, I think. And um, like I said, I had another business years ago. I did go back to the corporate world in, in marketing, um, which I'm really glad I did because I added more tools to my toolbox. I'm a big believer that every single thing we've ever done, even some of those crazy teenage jobs we have that we think we hate, they all are tools for our toolbox that apply to entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is not a you know, linear pathway. It, you know, I I think of it as like swashbuckling in the jungle. There's not a set out path, you know, you got to like, you know, figure out where your path is and carve it out for yourself based on what you believe to be right for you and, and where your truth is. So I got clear that my truth really was about entrepreneurship because a couple of my really um, highest values are, you know, creativity for one. I was starving Mm -hmm. for more creativity. I think entrepreneurship is the most creative thing you can do in your life. And I don't just mean if it's a creative business. I mean, entrepreneurship of any kind. It's, it requires the, the ultimate in creative thinking. Um, I also really wanted time freedom. And that doesn't mean I don't work really hard. I just wanted to decide when and how I did that. And also, yep. um, I wanted to be able to make my own decisions because sometimes, you know, I trust myself more than, you know, sort of having someone tell me I should be doing A, B, and C and feeling like that's not actually right for the company or the demographic that I'm representing, you know? So um, I I guess I'm just, I know I have that entrepreneurial bone and I help clients figure out if they have it or not also. And, you know, having the entrepreneurial bone doesn't just mean that you have to hang out your own shingle and be your own business owner. Sometimes it can mean that you work for someone else in an entrepreneurial style business. So it really depends on the situation. Gotcha. What are some of like, we all have challenges and obstacles that we probably internally like wrestle with. And I know for me, like my, when COVID started, my mother, she, which she's like, are you going to call me every day and check on me? I'm like, okay, mom, of course, like I will. Um, and she's like, well, a lot of your events canceled. Like, how are you going to make money? And I'm like, I don't know, mom, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm not <laughs> worried about it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And thought about it every <laughs> single day. Like, hmm, how is this going to work? Like I would have like jumped off a bridge a long time ago into some water and never came up for air. You know, it's like, and, and like you said, I can't, even have that conversation with people who don't have, I love your analogy of the x-ray and the bone. Like, I love that. I call it <laughs> entrepreneuritis. People think it's ADD and you can't focus. And I'm like, no, I just have entrepreneuritis. It's okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> well, you said it, you said it, Angela, you're just going to figure it out. And I think yeah. that's when you're an entrepreneur at heart, you just know you're going to figure it out. And that to me is the swashbuckling in the jungle thing. Like there's no set path. You've got to just figure it out. And, and, and go with whatever occurs and um, enjoy that. That's the fun of it. And to me, that is a journey of self-discovery. Um, you know, one of the things I always say is your business can only expand as much as you're willing to expand. And I yeah, mean that by personally, you know, expand and gotcha. grow personally. Um, some of the obstacles, you know, that I see many entrepreneurs tripping themselves up with are things like self-doubt and self-criticism. And that one really gets me because, you know, I hear people talk to themselves in just honestly like a rude, disrespectful way. And it's very sneaky. Sometimes it just comes out a little. Sometimes it's just the voice in our head. Sometimes it's very subtle. But we have to be our own best advocates. And that's not the same as ego, but it's like being our own cheerleader, having that inner voice that speaks to us the way we would speak to a friend we really love. We can really sabotage our business success if we don't speak to ourselves at least as well as we would speak to someone we really care about. 
Yeah. I just, I finally, I was like, I'm not going to have this conversation right now or ever with you because you, we don't think the same and that's okay. I'm like, would you like to talk about, like my brother has a new baby. Her name is Ori. And so I'm like, would you like to talk about Ori? <laughs> like I just changed the subject. <laughs> but it's, it is obstacles. And you know, for about two days, I was like, what, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Who can I reach out to? And I mean, we had a bunch of clients that I, they were all looking at me to figure it out for them, which is why they have us. So that's fine. But I I feel like when uh, somebody sent me something really good the other day about how they're like, oh, 2020 is such a shit storm and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually, so it's, this is what it says. If 2020, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year you've been waiting for a year? So uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it is finally forcing you to grow in that power. Like I was just absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the times when, when things are easy, we're coasting along, but when things are hard, that's when your boundaries are pushed. And like you're saying, you're only going to grow as much as you want to grow. And so it, it said like a year that it's screaming so loud, it's finally awakening us with our ignorant slumber. Yes. <laughs> it's like 2020 is a year to declare change, to work for change, become the change, help make change. The year that we finally band together instead of pushing further apart. It's not canceled, but rather it's the most important year for uh, all of us as entrepreneurs. So it was like, you know, geared towards entrepreneurs. But I was like, that's so true. Like you're either going to make it or you're not. And not everybody's cut out for it. And it's okay. Like it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. So I, I support what you said so wholeheartedly. In fact, the way that I like to say it is I believe that no matter what is going on, no matter how disappointing it might seem, frustrating, um, you name it, there are always, always hidden gifts. And I think of hidden gifts as literally like, you know, things in a box with a beautiful bow and a package and that are wrapped in an unexpected way. And it comes in, in, um, it shows up in ways you're not expecting it. Mm -hmm. And it so often can be lessons learned. It can be, you know, pivoting about something, resilience, you know, building something, recognizing that a door closes and it might seem really disappointing, but what it means is there's something else over there that's just beyond your vision that you haven't even noticed yet. Mm -hmm. And that is to me, the, the gift of sort of being in the flow of creativity all the time um, Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. So looking for the hidden gifts, I think is critical. And I will tell you, I've tested this out personally in my own life with even some really difficult circumstances. Like I'm talking, you know, death and illness and lost loved ones and you name it. Like things come out of challenging situations that are truly gifts, but you have to look for them. And even if you don't initially see the hidden gift, you want to trust there is a hidden gift here. So when something happens that's, that's frustrating or disappointing or sad or scary, I'm always like, okay, you know what? I know there's a hidden gift here somewhere. I may not see it today. I may not see it next week, but I know it's here. And sometimes it takes me three months or six months to find it, but it always, always emerges. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, when people ask me like, how did you quit doing so many events and how did you pivot and how did you do this? And this is like, well, is some people would look at it as some of life's worst moments when the same year within a few months, my dad was diagnosed with throat cancer. My sister was diagnosed with ALS. They were both projected to die within the next six months. You know, all the things that the American doctors with insurance companies tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then oh, I'm like, sorry to hear that. Well, but you know what? It was like, you know what? We're not just going to rely on the first thing that we were told. And we got second opinions and third opinions. And then through some of my entrepreneur friends, we found a way to send my sister to get stem cell replacement in Russia. She's still alive. It's been five, over five years. Like, wow. And, amazing. Yeah. And so my dad, you know, fought cancer and then it came back and, you know, he lost, he's in heaven, but it's okay because he, he wasn't himself for five years. He was suffering and fighting. And it was, if you've ever seen your parent, a parent, and I'm close to my parents, 
turn into what they aren't. The only thing that you can hope for them is the best and like rest in peace. Yeah. Because when they can't live their life to the fullest, and it's kind of like us with entrepreneurs, when we can't get our groove on to GSD, haha. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like we're put in a funk and I'm not happy when I can't GSD. I don't like to be stuck, but sometimes it's those little, like you said, the hidden gifts that forced me to slow down and identify what's important in my life. I've been told that two of my family members, their time is limited. How can I make the most of this time? And it, it taught me a very important lesson to quit working so much, Mm -hmm. put my damn phone down. And when I'm with my dad, be with my dad. When I'm with my sister, be with my sister. Put the phone down unless I'm like taking photos or videos of the kids, like making memories. And so it really teaches you to like live in the moment and to like be present. And so, like you said, you know, you kind of have to look for those things, but there are huge lessons. And sometimes my brother, who is a new entrepreneur, he's like, does everything have to be a lesson? Do you have to turn (laughs) everything into education? And I'm like, yeah. I do. Yes. Yes. You know, listen, I think that's one of the purposes of life, really. You know, I hope to be learning till my last breath. And, you know, I think this has been one of the hidden gifts of the COVID quarantine. You know, it caused a lot of people to finally just stop and sit there and like engage their their heart and their brain in a way that they haven't been able to because they were so busy rushing to the next thing and overbooking their schedule and not being present and i i think that it's really made a monumental shift in our psyche as a as a sort of a collective of business owners and i really do hope that you know i know things are slowly opening up now depending on what state you're from I really hope that people are very, very intentional about the way they sort of step back over the threshold out of their house and back into the world and to really leave behind things that weren't serving them and to choose things truly based on their values, um, based on what they discovered, you know, you know, living more simply, living with less chaos, living with, um, you know, less running around and overbooking ourselves and really tuning into what's most important. So to me, these are all lessons that apply directly to being an entrepreneur because, listen, we all know if we're passionate about our businesses, we could work 24-7 and some of us would want to because we love it so much. But it's also important that we take good care of ourselves and those around us because we cannot give to others, including our clients, from an empty cup. If we are not um, doing enough self-care and really meeting our own needs, you know, the, our clients are going to suffer. Our growth is going to suffer. The, the business development is going to suffer. Our team may suffer because we're crabby and cranky and, you know, we feel resentful and pretty soon we've made our business no fun. Mm-hmm. So I really think that's a, a central piece of, um, you know, even the language going back to that for a second, like the way we talk about ourselves, you know, like, oh, I can't take a break. Well, really? Who says? You know, right. like who's you in the business? That? Who's dragging you around by the ponytail? Somebody, somebody needs to decide that. And um, I think there's far-reaching implications to to much of the way we treat ourselves as entrepreneurs. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we are doing that for ourselves, both in our language and in our actions. Yeah, and and I've noticed too, like just through quarantine, like even though like I'm perfectly fine, like just, you know, I'm going to ask you in a minute, like you (laughs) get paid to do you. And it's like, you know, that's my new favorite phrase is like, you do you, you, whatever makes you happy. If if you want to sit in your pajamas and sit in your bed and work from bed, that's great. I would prefer to get up and walk out at my treadmill desk because it makes me feel better. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm not going to sit in my bed and work all day, although I could, and my dogs would probably actually love it. But I, I have to like get up and feel motivated and like actually move. And so some of my team members, you know, this group that I'm in, they're like, you need to check on your people every day. And I'm like, I'm not a smothering boss. Like I don't even like being called that. Like, 
And I don't want to seem like a smothering mother either. And they're like, yeah, but you need to check on your people. They're like, just because you're okay doesn't mean they're okay. And like everybody is handling this differently. And, you know, and I mean, people have been very depressed and, and it is kind of depressing if you sit around and think about it too long and let yourself go there. So you have to like, when I say to people like, all right, that's fine. You do you, but is, does that make you happy or depressed? Because it's two different things. And so I've noticed and during this whole time, I've really had to like try to talk people out of depression a little bit and try to find the happy in the unhappy. And so it's just w when your mindset doesn't go there, it's hard to have those conversations. Um, so tell us more, like what is get paid to do you? Well, you that? know, a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in comparing themselves to others. You know, they watch to see what other people are doing, other business owners, you know, what they call their competition. I don't believe there's any such thing as competition because, you know, really there's only one you, number one, and nobody else on the planet offers your clients the way you offer things to your clients in your own unique energy and style. Um, and I also think that it, you know, it sets us up for this sort of game that I don't think really works because it means there's only winners and losers. If you're too busy comparing yourself with others, instead of just what I say is running your own race and running oh, your own race based on that. your truth, whatever that is. And, you know, I think a little bit like the horse races, you know, with their, the blinders they have on. It's like, yeah, they're aware that there's other horses running near them, but they're focused on their own goals, their own vision, where they're going, where they're putting their feet, and what they're focused on and looking at instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing. So, you know, I think it's a fast trip down the rabbit hole if you spend all your time like surfing other people's websites that are in your same industry and figuring out what they're doing. It's like, just get paid to do you. Do your version of what makes you happy, what meets the needs of your clients, what makes you most successful. And never apologize for your truth because your truth will always guide you in the right direction. Always, always, always. Versus worrying about what other people think, other people's beliefs, other people's businesses, any of that kind of comparison. Just just step out of that game. Just, you know, put the put the put the rope down, as I say, you know, the tug of war. Like who can win and who can lose? Because um it's really just about your own race and what feels right to you. You know, I'm sure there's business owners listening here that, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay to turn the faucet on, you know, much higher because you really want to go, 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 and you have the energy for it and it's the time and it's the right season and you've got the right backing and the right investments and whatever you need. And other times you need to like slow your business down to a trickle um, and really focus on just the main things, depending on what's going on in your life. You know, like the example you gave with your father and your sister. I, I went through a similar journey with my father. So it, it reminds me of that. I know exactly what you're saying. And during that time, you know, I did turn the faucet down a, a bit on my business while I kept things going. I wasn't doing new business development. Certain things I, I just set aside for the moment and did what was critical. And so again, we all have our own race and it has a different pace. We have different styles. We have different strengths. Our essence is different. Even our body clock is different, you know? So honor that, honor that in the way that really works for you instead of becoming the worst boss you ever had in your life, which is easy to do as a business owner. And um, so, you know, design your business in such a way that really works for you instead of worrying about what other people are doing. Yeah, it's so funny because the other day I was on a Zoom with a new potential client who's launching a telemedicine business and needs some help with um, like customization from copy. And I was in healthcare for 10 years. So, um, it seemed to be a good fit. And then at the end of the call, he's like, so if you had to hire three other people in your industry that do what you do, like your greatest competitors, who would you consider those to be? And I'm like, okay, first off, dude, no one's ever asked me that. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really, but I'm just like, okay, that's like a really interesting question. Um, but like it, it stopped me in my tracks because I'm like, I don't know. Um, I don't really, I, I really don't work with a lot of people with where I'm from. Like I have 
partners and contractors that I work with that are really all around the world. And I honestly don't care where people live as long as we are a good team and we are getting things done. So it, it doesn't really, it, as long as we're GSDing, as long as we're getting shit done. Um, but I'm like, I don't have that approach of like, who's my competition? Like, I'm like, to be honest, I don't, I don't know really what to tell you because there's no one in this industry that I know of who has a psychology background, who works in a mental health hospital, who works in a morgue, who worked in an AIDS clinic. So I have a lot of, I've seen a lot of stuff with a lot of sick people and having the patients and then doing copy based on psychology. And there's not many people around here that are certified to teach the true colors methodology. And um, just from a life experience perspective, bringing two decades of experience to this, this industry, there's not many people that, that I know and that I would consider competition. Like, I don't sit around and look at, look for, I don't have time for that shit. Exactly. I'm like, it's I'm just time about suck. what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just, you know, it kind of actually, I did, like I stopped in my tracks and I'm like, huh, I've never really had anybody ask me. And I've had people ask me before, like, what makes you different from other people? And, you know, I'm like, well, not many people have the psychology. They're not paperless. Everything's not in the cloud. They haven't worked around the world. You know, we are all our own person. And so the opportunities that we get, I feel like you're either a good fit or you're not based on your experience. Um, but I love how you said, like, run your own race. Like, quit worrying about what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. and really what makes you happy. Yep. Because what someone else is doing may not make us happy. I mean, I've gotten to the point now. It's like, if something's not like a fun challenge, it's like, I don't even want to do it. Yep. <laughs> and that's, I think it takes a lot of courage to get to that place in your business, you know? And, you know, one of the things I've also really noticed is that each of us has the clients that are right for us, meaning mm -hmm. we don't have to compare ourselves to other people in our industry to try to fight for those same clients. Um, I'll tell you early on in my business, um, I did an event with, um, there were six, five or six coaches, I forgot the exact number, five or six of us, all different styles, all different things that we specialized in, different strengths, different backgrounds. And we each did a little presentation and then we separated um, into this large room with all these big, large round tables of, for 10. And everybody could decide which table they wanted to go sit at for further discussion with that coach. And I remember looking around and, and really getting this lesson that like, there was a nice spread all around the room. Like there's a client for every coach and there's a coach for every client. And that means that if someone is not your client, it's okay. It means they're somebody else's client because it's not the right fit for you for whatever reason. And that's okay. And so we don't have to like scramble and arm wrestle to try to get those so someone else doesn't get our clients. Because if they're not our clients, we can freely let them go and trust that they belong with somebody else because they will be a better fit for whatever their challenges and their needs are. Yeah. And I've also learned too that for every no you have that frees up time to bring you a perfect yes. Yes. So that's something else that you know, I don't get upset. I don't take it personal. And that's something like, especially as a woman entrepreneur, like you have got to understand it is not about you mm -hmm. usually, <laughs> normally, yep. Yep. usually never about you. You might just be the person in front of them at the moment that they are pissed off about something and you are the person that is going to just take, have to listen. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes it's okay. Like, and I'll even ask, like, do you want me to listen to you or do you want me to help you try to solve a problem? Like, because that's two very different things. And so newer entrepreneurs that we're working with at the Entrepreneur Center, you know, I'm like, are you venting or are you needing me to help you solve something? <laughs> because uh -huh. I'm confused. Like, I need, <laughs> do I need to put my thinking cap on or are you just venting? So sometimes if you just ask, like, what do you need? You know, like how, how are you needing me to show up right now? I think, um, helps put the expectations, uh, not, not to have to be so, um, 
I don't know, sometimes it's like a burden. People are like, I'm so sorry, I'm wasting your time. Or I'm like, if this is what you need right now, this is what we need to talk about. Like, it's okay. It's really okay. Nothing's perfect. Um, and like you said, it, it, sometimes we all need to, to get those things out and it, we have to talk through it to get to the right mindset, which is okay. Um, like you said, there's hidden gifts, like in everything. <laughs> there, 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 tru- there truly are. And, you know, I think it's important to remember that because things don't go always as planned, you know, in our businesses, wh- whatever it is we're doing, they don't always go as we, as we plan, but it's like, how are we going to stay nimble in that moment? One of the things I say is keep your knees bent. So if anybody's either a skier or a surfer, you know that, you know, like you can't predict what the, the next wave is going to be, but if you keep your knees bent, then you're not going to sort of crash and burn on the beach. You know, same thing with if you're skiing, like you don't know what mogul is right around the next corner. And if you keep your knees bent and you keep it fun and you stay relaxed in your body, then you can respond to whatever should come up. So you don't have to try to control every situation um, to meet, you know, excessively high expectations or perfectionism. And instead, you know, again, be more nimble, be more flexible. And that's really, again, an opportunity to be creative, you know, to solve challenges in a creative way. So I think that's another obstacle that entrepreneurs, I see struggle with way too often, which is really excessively high expectations. Um, I had someone, a, a client say to me the other, other day that uh, he doesn't sound like a TED speaker. And meanwhile, he's teaching a workshop, which is a completely different thing. And, you know, I was trying to tell him that, you know, TED speakers literally train for a year to do that one five-minute talk, and it's completely memorized from start to finish. Well, that's not the same as a group coaching experience with 30 people on the line. You know, that's an interactive experience. And it's one where people are asking you questions. You know, there's there's bonding and all of that. And so he was comparing himself to something that isn't even really relevant. It's sort of like apples and oranges. Yeah, there's speaking involved, but it's a totally different kind of experience. And, you know, his audience they want to hang out with him. They want to spend time with him. They want to get the idea of what he's about. They don't want just a four minute, you know, speech that's pre-planned and memorized. Like they, they want to interact with him. So you have to be really aware of where you might be putting excessively high expectations on things that really, it doesn't serve you. It just moves you into a place of more self-doubt. Um, and a place that then moves you back into the rabbit hole because now you're, you know, criticizing yourself. And again, that takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy that you could be putting towards serving your clients' needs and building your business and having fun, frankly. Yeah. (laughs) Like business is hard. Why make it any harder? Like, you know, try to have a good time. And also too, one thing to add to that is like business not just business owners, y'all, people make things up in their head. It's like, like you were saying, you watch a TED talk and it's like those people train for a year, some of them. And then to compare yourself and then to make up all these things in your head when you don't know like the behind the scenes story of something sometimes. Yes. And then we just make these things up. And I, I watch it happen before my eyes all the time because especially kids, because they are so innocent. They, they don't even know what they're saying. And so like my sister's in a wheelchair. She has been for years. It's our norm. It's, it's fine. And people will assume, did she fall? Did something happen? You know, they make up all these stories instead of just coming up to her and say, why are you in a wheelchair? What happened to you? Well, she has ALS. Her legs don't work the way your legs work because the neurons don't work, you know, but it's like, you can't say that to kids. So they'll just make things up. And so her, the five-year-old people will ask like the kindergartners, like what happened to your mom? Or did your mom fall and break her legs? Like the things these people say, and it's like, gosh, be clear, be clear about what you want people to know about you, your business, what you offer, because when you're not clear with what you do and you're worried about what everybody else is doing, you have people out there making a bunch of stuff up that's actually not true. Well, um, you know, it's so funny, it's Angela. Crazy. 
it, 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 your audience will appreciate this. You know, I find that human beings, adults, it's not just kids, adults make up stories in our head all the time about how we think something is going to go or why something mm -hmm. happened or what could occur. And the way that I say that is it's creativity overused. So for all of you who are creative business owners, be really aware because you have a very high quotient of creativity that a strength overused can sometimes become a weakness. So if you are a highly creative person, you could be using it to basically creative write in your head, right? Do creative writing in your head and make up stories that aren't true. And what it's telling you is that there's an opportunity to redirect that creativity into something else instead of making up stories about what isn't a fact. I love that. <laughs> I have to remember that. It <laughs> happens all the time. I'll be driving with my mother and she's like, like these rocks were falling off on when we were driving and there was like all this um, like debris on the ground. And then there's these nets that are like catching the rock. And she's like, I bet you some car came around there and hit that and all the people died. And I'm like, <laughs> did you see that on the news or something? Like what? And she's like, well, it just looks like a crime scene like that. And I'm like, you totally make shit up. I'm like, <laughs> how do you have time? Just This is what older people do, you guys. And one day I hope that my brain can go there where I just sit around and think things up because I have no time or I have plenty of time. I have too much time to just think these things up in my head. And I just laugh. I'm like, where do you come up with these things? But it is. It's a form of creativity. Yes. That's a really nice Creativity way to, to overused. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, where are these things coming from? And I mean, I grew up with my dad was like a drug cop. And so he was always like doing these deals that were like super undercover. And so my mom is like the most paranoid person from like being married to my dad. And so she's like, do you see that car back there? I'm like, what, two miles away on your property? Because she lives in the, literally in the woods. And I'm like, mom, how do you even know that car's back there? Do you have binoculars? Like, what is happening? And she's like, well, I saw like a fainted headlight. And so I, yeah, of course she has binoculars by her bed. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and loaded guns. I'm like, you are out here in the woods by yourself. Like you do not need to be worried about these things. And, and no one could break into your windows or your doors because you have all these like stoppers on them from like Amazon where like you can't open a door or a window ever unless the stoppers are off. So <laughs> it's just, um, you know, I just, I, I'm with my mother a lot now. So it makes me think of like all <laughs> well, these and things. <laughs> you know, you tell that story about your mom, but entrepreneurs do the exact same thing. Only they make up stories like that based on what they think a client thinks or what they yeah. think someone is saying about them or what they think their, um, you know, team member is, is worried about, you know I mean? Like they make up stuff that is not a fact. So that's another tip I have for everyone, which is to literally ask yourself, if you find yourself sort of spinning and moving into anxiety to just stop and ask yeah. yourself, what are the facts? Because, yep. you know, the facts can often be just very simple. There's some net over those rocks. Like that was yes. the only fact. And you're passing by in a car. That was the only fact. Yep. That's so, it. That's yep. it. <laughs> so remember that in, in, in business, because entrepreneurs can be highly creative sometimes in ways that don't serve us. Right, right. So tell us about mondaymorningleap.com. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is a gift that I have for everyone who's listening. Um, you can go to mondaymorningleap.com and these are weekly tips and career strategies to transform your work life. And in, uh, the way I say it is under five minutes, because what you will get is every Monday morning, you will get a two to three minute video or audio, very, very short and very brief, but it is something that you can use throughout your whole week to transform the way that you're thinking about your work life, your business, or what may be happening. And these are based on the most frequently asked career questions, um, including many, many for entrepreneurs. And you'll also get the opportunity to reach out to me through that. And um, ultimately, you'll be invited to a free consultation with me uh, towards the end of what you'll be receiving. So um, 
for anyone who is interested to learn more based on some of the things I shared today, um, I hope you'll join me over there. Yay. So the best way for people to get in touch with you, which you guys, you won't be able to forget this. It's internalgroove.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so fun. It's like, I, I close my eyes and I think like, okay, internally, what am I going to get out of today? And what, if, you know, what do I need to do? How do I need to show up? And it's like, you're so right. Everyone like has their own groove and they got to get into their groove. And so I feel like some people are even like, you know, my grandmother who it's like, did they ever get into their groove? Like you got to keep trying new things until you find your groove. And sometimes like we were grooving along great before COVID and then it hit and it's like, okay, we got to find a new groove. Yes. So, and, and to me, it's just boring, you know, if you're in the same group for a long yeah. time. So I think of it as chapters, chapters for our lives and, yes. you know, different ages, different things that are going on, different areas of focus. We have different chapters and you're right. The quarantine was a different chapter. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes you have to make adjustments for what your own internal groove is for that time. What works for you? And just because it works for other people does not mean it necessarily works for you. That's one of the reasons I don't really believe in those one size fits all time management systems or some mm -hmm. of those, um, you know, productivity apps, because, you know, if they don't work for us, we, we start to feel like, you know, what's wrong with us, but we are all different. And owning that, I think, is such a critical piece of our success. Amen. Well, we are out of time, Barb, but thank you so much for today. This was awesome. And everyone that is listening, be sure that you go and take advantage of checking out Monday morning leap.com. We'll put it in the show notes and be sure that you check out internalgroove.com to touch base with Barb, because I know that you have a ton of, especially for people who aren't sure, like, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? But you have a ton of insight when it comes to how to really find your groove. And I know that. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks, Angela. It was great. Awesome. Well, everybody who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye, y'all. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders. And be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. And you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask, and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at gsdleader underscore, and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit angelaprofit.com.